0: Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. We are talking kitchen gear today. It's a super cool book, and I have uh, Lisa McManus with me today uh, to talk about it. Um, I have to say, this is a—it's—it's it's the ultimate owner's manual for like kitchen gear and gadgets. And there's recipes. There's so much fun things in here. It's totally up one's alley if trying to get organized and also just you know streamline. Different things in your kitchen, um, with like what are the best options and this versus that. I mean, there's so much information, so I'm super excited to hop in this conversation with Lisa. But before I do, let's uh, let give you a little bit of an intro on who she is. Um, Lisa McManus. She's America's Test Kitchen's kitchen gear uh, book. Uh, it's a manual for your entire kitchen, which you know that I have the Chaos Control System, which is a manual for your home. So. I think manuals for everything is awesome. Um, It's ATK's kitchen equipment experts, uh, Lisa McManus and Hannah Crowley, who hosts um, ATK's popular GearHeads YouTube show, uh, share everything they've learned during their decades of hands-on equipment testing, from buying do's and don'ts to maintenance and cleaning tips to stories from their own experiences. Uh, Today, um, I'm going to be joined by Lisa McManus. She's an executive editor for ATK Reviews, co-host of GearHeads on YouTube, uh, host of Cook's Illustrated equipment review videos, and a cast member, the gadget expert on TV's America's Test Kitchen, a passionate home cook, sometime waitress, and a longtime journalist. She graduated from Columbia University's Graduate School of Journalism and worked at magazines and newspapers in New York and California before returning uh, like a homing pigeon to New England. In 2006, she got her dream job at ATK reviewing kitchen equipment and ingredients and has been pretty thrilled about it ever since. Her favorite thing to do is go somewhere new and find something good to eat. Welcome, Lisa, to the podcast. Thank you.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I'm super excited.
0: I'm so excited. I love a good manual. I love a good instruction book. I like to be told what to do and why. And this is just super exciting for me. (laughs) I geeked out so much on your book. Uh, But before we jump in, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory?
1: Ooh, I think my favorite cookie is, and it's absolutely true. We have this recipe called the perfect chocolate chip cookie and it uses browned butter and it uses our favorite kitchen tested dark chocolate chips and it is just the best cookie it's real easy I was testing chocolate chips I also do ingredients sometimes and I made 17 batches of this in one day and uh you know with every different kind of chocolate chip in there and at the end of the day I still love those cookies and I they're so good
0: how fun. 17 batches of cookies. Oh my goodness. But different ways, like you tested them all. Yeah, ways?
1: everything exactly the same, except a changed the type of pocket fit. So I was testing different brands and we do that with everything with kitchen equipment and on the reviews team. Um, we will pick a category and then we'll buy every brand in that category. So, you know, 12, 12 inch skillets. And then we get all the same ingredients And I won't even open one bottle of something that's, you know, I'll I'll open a new bottle of of vanilla or something. I won't use part of one and part of the other because it might change the outcome. And I get the same burner going and I use the same everything. And the only thing I'll change out is that one piece of equipment and I will cook one thing after the other. And really pay attention to how does it feels. How's it coming out? What's making it easy? Is this pan hard to handle? Is it heating evenly? Um, and just really try to pinpoint what's different about that pan. And I'll do that with every single one. And then I will hand wash them all. <laughs> and then, you know, because I want to know are they hard to clean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the little rivets in the handle that you have to get all the little schmutz off of because you're in there scrubbing and detailing it. Um, or is this one nice and easy and smooth? Um, is there is the bottom cooking area crowded because all these pans might be 12 inches they're measured rim to rim but uh. the side angles come in and suddenly you've got an eight-inch cooking surface versus an 11 inch cooking surface so it's they're two 12 inch pans completely different cooking experience and when food crowds it doesn't brown it steams and you'll get instead of beautiful golden chicken breasts, you'll get gray rubber yeah. So, yeah, your pan makes a difference. And we find out. We look at it and take notes and, you know, do all of that. And we'll do it again and again until we really have a sense of what is the best pan. I'll get other people in the office to try it. Test cooks who are really experienced chefs as well as people from, you know, accounting. And they will use the pans and give me their feedback. Um, and we really will try to abuse it and accelerate use. So we'll, we'll figure out ways for us we know people will take a hot skillet and put it under the cold tap and that will make the hot metal work. You know, you get a bunch of steam, it's kind of exciting. That is the worst thing you can do to your pan. So yeah, so what do I do? I do it on purpose. I heat each one to 500 degrees exactly. I have a big barrel on the ground next to me full of ice water at 32. I have a big thermometer in there to make sure it's got the same temperatures. Hit 500, plunge it into the ice water. When I've done that with all of them, I check and see if they worked, make notes, take them outside. I will hold them by the handle and whack them on a concrete block.
0: I see that. There's a picture of you doing that. I was going to ask you about that.
1: Yeah, there's a reason. I mean, you might not do that, but I have to say I have done that and the bottom has dropped off a pan. It's crumbled like a potato chip. It's gotten big dents, really wrecked the pan. And then the one that I chose as my favorite, I was like turning it in the light to see where did I, you know, where's the dents? Where did I hit it? And, you know, it had been through all the ice water and heat and everything and all the cooking. And it wasn't warm and It wasn't dented. That's the one I bought. And that's the one I'm telling other people to buy. And at the end of the day, you may not do those extreme things, but over years of use, skillets get a lot of. And they get beat up and you want it to last. You don't want to have to keep going out and buying another skillet every couple of years. That's a waste. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of your time. And it's not great for the landfill. You know, you want something that's going to work for you and keep working.
0: Yeah. And you give us actual brand names and where to get them and all that fun stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. A, a Cause, um, the books cover is got, I mean, when I got it, it has like, safety glasses and it's just looks like you're just coming to like hard work and when I was opening the book and just there's so much information per page and it's so thorough and it's I mean like I said it's just like me geeking out and I started cooking several years ago because I was like I can't keep continuing to like feed my children you know brown diet and microwave. And so I learned to cook. And so I learned what not to do, what to do, like chocolate chip cookies, for instance, the ones I prefer is like, you have to, you know, uh, warm the butter by like leaving it out, soften it. You can't keep it cold or it'll come out. So like, there's different reasons or some people prefer Mm -hmm. that. So cooking is an art and maybe that's why I never really liked it because baking is very precise. But cooking, it's like, it could be here, it could be there. No clue that putting cold water on a pan would be terrible for
1: us. Yeah, I mean, we, we actually try to learn about the materials and the construction of things because it's not just us saying, well, this is the best us, buy it, you know? It's why does it work? And if you understand the reasons why, you're in control you're not just the at the mercy of every recipe or not lack of recipe (laughs) you have you have knowledge of what's happening and you bought that pan because it has a certain material composition it has a certain structure to it it has a certain it's going to create a certain effect so you get like a cast iron pan because you can get it good and hot and that's going to retain a ton of heat and then radiate it back and you get a big crisp crust on the steak or whatever. Um, you can bake in it. You can get a beautiful cornbread with crispy golden outside and fluffy inside. And so like, because it's a heavy, heavy piece of cast iron, that iron can gather and retain heat and just bank it up and then you cook in it. it just radiates it back really intensely. You don't get this dip in temperature that means things are just going to stop burning and just kind of get rubbery and bad. So you, once you understand that, you know how to use that cast iron pan. You know when to reach for it. And you know what's happening in it. And you know what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And that's, you know, knowledge is power. We all know yeah. if we know how to do something, you know why we're doing it, we're going to do better. And it's going to be easier. It's not just like, oh, you know, trust me, do that that way. I'm never there in those circumstances. I don't, I'm don't. i not a good with authority if someone just says do it and I don't know why. I Give be a reason. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want so to know why You want that. you know you want to know why and you you try to explain to a kid you know don't do this sometimes they're they're too little to understand but if they understand that it's dangerous um or whatever then they won't do it they're not just going to defy you because you said no you know so it's like that with when you grow up it doesn't change
0: (laughs) oh yeah well I'm learning this now because I've got a preteen about to happen and it's really fun not so much it's oh god (laughs) like it just completely shifts and so you know they get their own ideas they want to do their own thing but there's also like rules and you just, like there's reasons why we say it and we try to explain the why but sometimes you just need they just have the, the consequences and they learn that way just like maybe in the kitchen where we learn well I don't want to do it that way I want to do it this way and then it didn't come out and you're like well that's probably why and probably should have listened and you know <laughs> all those types of things absolutely
1: Are your kids getting into
0: cooking at all? Are you going to get, are you getting them to, to learn their and get some confidence? So my youngest, he's six, will always ask to help me in the kitchen. He's always the one who asks me like, can I help? Can I roll? Can I do my other ones just will pick and pick at like what. They want, or like mm-hmm. if I'm baking, they'll like grab and go. But my youngest loves yeah. to like try, asks me why. Oh, um he gets so involved. yeah, he's my <laughs> helper. So it's fun. I want them to learn at an early age how to cook or do because I did not learn that as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I learned at an older age. My sister does not know how to cook, and she is um a year younger than me, and we are late for at late 30s and uh it's a detriment almost because um, luckily her husband cooks, but like, what if something happened to her husband? Um, and you nothing. want to be able to make food
1: yourself. So you have it the way you want it. It's healthier. But, you know, obviously it's going to have a ton less sodium or fat or whatever than processed foods that you buy. Um, doesn't have a lot of preservatives. You buy fresh food, you make it yourself, you make it how you like it. And you don't have to, compromise. And if you know how to make it come out the way you want it, you're in power and you enjoy it. And it so like feels so good when you feed someone and they're eating and they love it. And you're like, I did that. Wow, that's, you know, it's this really good morning. Sometimes it's a chore, but if you have the right gear, it can be easier. Um, a good sharp knife, for instance,
0: oh, um, have to have that really knife.
1: fits your hand. You know, the, a good size cutting board. Don't try to cut everything on a little bar board that's meant for slicing a lemon, you know? spread out, make yourself some room on the counter, put on some music, you know, get
0: a good sharp knife and like chopping a bunch of vegetables is not the chore it used to be. Right, because it's also less expensive to buy them whole and then chop them, Mm -hmm. but then you don't know how to chop them, right? Like, you know, I love the how-to videos on like how to do a bell pepper and Mm -hmm. it's like just fun, quick, smarter, not harder ways to do things. And I think that this book is really great because it has those situations where, like you call it a thermal ballast. I thought it was a pizza like stone, but I guess it's something <laughs> that you put on the bottom to help regulate it, which I guess is also a pizza, but I have one. Now, my ex-husband used to do all the cooking. I inherited most of the things, but we have one of these, but I had no idea what to do with it.
1: <laughs> a pizza stone. Oh my gosh. You could make yeah. pizzas, and your kids can top them and then you make them, you could make We have a recipe for thin crust pizza that's so good and you make it in a food processor the dough comes together in a few minutes the sauce is a no-cook sauce comes together in a few minutes a can of tomatoes and some other things just a handful of ingredients so good uh, like delicious sauce and then you can make little personal pizzas and everybody can put their own toppings on and get the kids involved you know i like this you like that put all the things out have a little pizza party and that pizza stone, you just put it in the oven about six inches from the top element, preheated at 500 for one hour, Trust me, a whole hour, just put it in there and then wow. do everything else. That stone has to retain a bunch of heat so that when the pizza hits it, it cooks the pizza by the way. And we did the test. We tried it cooking a pizza at 15 minutes preheating. 30 minutes, 45, and a full hour. And you see that pizza looking better and better (laughs) every single time you add 15 minutes to that. So a full hour. And then basically you put that pizza in there and it's done in about 10 minutes. And it's the best tasting pizza. It's exactly the toppings you want. It's all fresh. It's no preservatives, no chemicals, no waiting, no defrosting. (laughs) Yeah, so wait, so so you
0: put... (laughs) So you said, like, preheat the oven for an hour, so... With the you... stone in it, yeah. While it preheats.
1: Yes, because you're preheating that stone. Right. You're basically getting that thick piece of, it's called corduroy, it's a it's a type of ceramic, so it's like a piece of ceramic, and that's going to just sit there and just soak up heat and get really, really hot. And the real pizza oven in a pizzeria is going to be like 1,000 degrees. That's why they can make a pizza in two minutes and you know, move on to the next person and make hundreds and hundreds of hundreds in a day. You're trying to get that heat because that's going to give you oven spring, which means your crust will pop up. It'll give you that beautiful browning so that it's crispy and not soggy. Um And it will, you know, get the cheese all bubbly. It's hmm. going to do it in a couple of minutes and it's going to be delicious and it's going to be fresh and super good and kids like topping their own pizzas and not having their other toppings touch their toppings you know even if you just divide it and some of that sausage gets on the the vegetable side or whatever you right know. oh horrible you know but <laughs> we, we we don't lose that as we grow up we like things our way so you yes, make it your do. way and it's delicious
0: so you you preheat the oven at 500 and let it get to 500 then you put the stone in and let it heat up for an hour No, no, no. And- put the stone in cold Okay, And let it heat for a whole hour. And we also say put
1: it about the the shelf, not on the top shelf, but maybe one down. So you've got about six inches of space between the broiler Uh and the stone. Because that, by bringing it up to the top of the oven, heat rises. So you're going to superheat that little chamber. You're making a pizza oven out of your home oven. And that top part of your oven is going to get really hot. And the stone will get really hot, and then when you slide that pizza on there, it's going to bake really fast and really more like a pizza real would make it. You know, a real pizza place. Not you if you've ever made it in your regular oven and you know the regular way, it's just never like it's good. It's not as yeah. crispy. It's not as brown. You don't get that really good. I mean, I'm a super carb lover. I love a beautiful pizza crust, and it's just you know if you want that quality, it tastes like fresh bread. It's so good. Um, you want it high up in the oven. You want to heat the stone in the oven and create that little heated area that's going to trap all the heat of the oven right there where you want it and cook perfect pizza.
0: Interesting. So, and you could do that with a pizza or no? <laughs> Just for fresh pizza.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can do with frozen pizza that way too. Um, but I think, you know, fresh pizza is so oh, easy. Yeah, and it costs like 12 cents. I mean, honestly, got a couple of cups of flour and, you know, salt and
0: oil yeah. and it's it's really mm-hmm. cheap and it's delicious. Yeah. We used to make Pizza Fridays where my kids I bought the pre-made dough where it would you mix the yeast into the water and you do it that way. But um and they loved that and they roll it out. But um because I never really was like had a good recipe to like I didn't you know, realize
1: how easy it was. <laughs> yeah it's super fun. It's and so they, simple. Like,
0: yeah. I mean it's very interesting on everything I most of these I do have in my home and I was like couldn't tell you what to do. So you literally go through every kind of pan, every Mm -hmm. kind of grater, every, it's amazing. And how long did it take you to get this information? Well, I've been doing this since 2006, which is crazy, but it's so much fun. It's never gets old.
1: And Hannah has been there almost as long. And between us, we have 30 years of kitchen gear testing experience. So not only have we, and and we have a team now um, with, there's 10 of us who test equipment full time at America's Test Kitchen. And we don't get any free samples. We buy everything at retail. We put it through its paces with real life testing. We might abuse it a little bit to see how durable it is. We wash it by hand. We try to figure out if it's if it's got a million parts that you have to detail. You're never going to use that piece of equipment more than once. Um, so we try to make sure it's easy to take care of. That people of different hand strengths and sizes and skill levels can use it. And then we'll choose a winner in that category. And so, you know, we've all been doing this for a while and we really do the work. It's not just a, oh, that one gets cute. It's this works and it's gonna make your life easier. It's gonna make your cooking better. It's gonna have your outcomes, you know, be more fail-proof. So that's, that's really what we're about is just making sure that people can succeed when they go in the kitchen. Did you buy all this food? And then you wreck it, and then you think, it's me, I can't cook. It's like, it's not you. It's lack of some knowledge and preparation. I mean, there's no other area in life that that we think we're supposed to be born experts. There's right. things to learn. And then you, can, you don't have to do everything elaborate. You see, like, Iron Chef or whatever, and they're doing these amazing things with foams and everything. You don't have to cook like that. You can make very, very simple food, very inexpensively, very nutritiously, just the way you like it. And, and what a feeling of accomplishment. And then people enjoy it and you feel so good. Like I made that. Oh my goodness. And then people start thinking you're such a good cook and you're like, haha, yes, I am. <laughs> you know, it's good. It's all it's like a circle. It's all good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's and you kind of all it. <laughs> yes. How would you recommend approaching this ultimate owner's manual? Which again, I have a chaos control system. It's a it's a manual for your home, but it's for like processes and procedures and systems on how you, you know, where you can find things in my house or how the kids like, you know, their routines, like, so if someone needed to go in and help me, they could open it up and be like, okay, they go to bed at XYZ time. They like the sound machine at this level, the, this is some things that you should look out for in case they don't want to go to bed. How do you know if they're trying to trick you? Like all the things that if mom wasn't here, someone could at least have some knowledge without messing with mom. Right. So this is like how, a great owner's manual where you would be like, okay, if I'm going to buy a pan or if I'm going to make a sp- like salad spinner and make sure that I'm doing it right. Like everything. How do you approach this book? Because there is so much stuff in here, which I love.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I obviously have been through every page, but um, you can jump in anywhere and learn. It's kind of fun to browse. We, spe- we split it up into, you know, all little, segments and tips and tricks so every page has different parts to it and you can kind of page through and just enjoy you know picking up this and that or if you really want to know something we have like a whole section about entertaining and like mistakes we've made or we're entertaining um and how to overcome them um about if you want to set up a bar card at your house like what do you need on it what don't you need um so much I camping we have everything in here because we've tested all this stuff and we've tried to organize it we have a, a section that talks about what we call the capsule kitchen you know, like a capsule wardrobe where you pick a few key classic pieces and you can mix and match them and get like you know 55 outfits out of eight pieces same concept with the kitchen you know here's a few things that you can make a lot of and you don't need to own a million pieces of gear It's how to get the most out of the least stuff and then you can add to it mindfully you don't have to have a ton of stuff um and, and really kind of like you can go into this and learn about specific things like grilling we tell you how to set up a, a fire it's like a or how to
0: got use a gas grill you got mops bucket mops we got, we got mops. mops we got on,
1: cleaning we've got maintenance we've got yeah i mean we did we do a lot of cleaning like i said we wash our own gear and make sure that it's not ridiculous when we recommend it that someone's going to get it home and be like oh. <laughs> I once tested an egg separator that had 14 parts and it's like, why? You can use your hands, you know, crack the egg over a bowl, hold the yolk in your hand, the white drops out, put the yolk in the other dish, you know, right? and then you wash them. Well, you wash them before and after, but you know, that's what you need. You don't need like a million parts to do that. Let's be realistic. You don't need every gadget. If a gadget is recommended by us, it's got to really earn its place and it's got to do the job. And it's, you know, if it does, then that's great. It makes your life easier. We always like, for instance, a garlic best. You know, a lot of stuff and people are like, oh, garlic crust, you don't need that. You know what? If you want the garlic to cook right, they need to be the same size pieces. You can't have tiny pieces and big chunks. You're going to get burned and raw. And you want consistent, you know, pieces will drop to the bottom of it. You want it to be through, like if you're doing something like um, spaghetti with olive oil and garlic, You want the garlic to be distributed through, not just on the bottom of the bowl. And you don't want it burned. but that acrid taste or raw where you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) So you want the same size pieces. So I tested garlic presses and, um, you know, they don't all even make the same size pieces there. And some of them are hard to press. We got one that's easy to press, durable, that you can put in the dishwasher or wash by hand. It makes the same size pieces. It's really easy to clean. The hopper lifts out and just knock it out. You know, then they're digging it out of the hole. You know, everything comes out much better. And I made the pasta to prove it. You know, I used the one with the most random size pieces and the one with the most uniform pieces. And you could taste the difference in the finished dish. So, and it's stainless steel. And did you know if you wash your hands and rub on stainless steel, it removes garlic smell. So if you hand wash it immediately afterward your hands don't smell like garlic. <laughs> wow, that's such fun So, fact. you know, stuff yeah. like that, you know, it's science, but it's also like, it's about getting good food and making it easier.
0: Yeah, and then, I mean, that's a good fun fact too. i love me a good fun fact. That's also, you know, just wash your hands after with stainless steel. Like that's, it's great. You got ice cream, you got so much stuff in here. It's incredible on in what you have covered. And um, I mean, again, it's on my coffee table and I'm just like, I geek out on it and it has recipes too, which also helps because then you can get the gadgets or use what you have with what you want to make. And the holidays are coming up, right? So cooking is on, on the mind. And so it, I'm hosting this year actually. And so <laughs> I, am and this is my first time hosting as a single mom. So it's like, my parents are like, what are we bring I'm like, "I'm oh, gonna bring most of it. I'm just gonna, well, you have to make the turkey. I'm like, never made one before, but I have all the stuff, but it wouldn't know what to do with it. So this is definitely something very helpful.
1: Great. I'm hoping that maybe there's some good tips in there. We have yeah. some good recipes.
0: <laughs> you have that roasting pan. And it's like, when I, when I saw it, I was like, this thing is like a bathtub. Like you could wear a hat. Like it's huge. Like So it's like, what do you do with it? There's a rack that goes into it. Do you use this? Do you use that? So you have all of those types of things. I saw the pan in here, actually. I'm like, oh, probably need to read that page. Uh, (laughs) Good. (laughs) Well, that
1: sounds great. Well, good luck. I hope it works out. I mean, I'm sure you'll have a good, good learning experience either way. And some good storms when it fails.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. What's your favorite gadget to test? You said that you like bang them up against the walls and stuff like that. What's your favorite one to test?
1: Um, pick- I think what I like the best. Ooh, I don't know. I, I do love testing skillets because I think that uh, there's a huge difference in good ones and bad ones. Um, I love testing knives. Charcoal grills was a lot of work, but it was interesting. I learned so much about how the airflow really matters and how the layer of the grill can really change the outcome and give you more or less control over the food. Um, and so, you know, I really, even sometimes when I think I'm not going to enjoy something, I do really love it. So you get into any subject deep enough and it gets interesting, right? You get into details um, end up being fascinating.
0: Is this like a culmination of all of your, your knowledge and Hannah's knowledge over these past 30 30- years? Not 30 years. Well, I guess 30 years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And our team, we have a team of 10 right. people. And right. so really, we've really learned so much. There's a picture, all of them in there. Um, we have a good time and we, we really try hard to make good recommendations Yeah. so that people have good success at home. That's the whole point.
0: And is this your first book that you guys have put together?
1: Yeah, it is. It's the first book and um, it really represents so much. Um, it's like a do book to us almost. Like, oh my goodness, there's like everything, you know, all the different details of all the things that we've actually learned over the years. And it's, I don't know, I just, I'm so excited by it. I think it's going to be helpful hopefully to other people. Absolutely.
0: It's going to stay on the top of my counter. That's for sure. Um, and so is there any other books on the horizon that you guys are working on or let the listeners know on any other things that we can find you? I know there's a YouTube well, channel. Well, if
1: they want to, if they want to look at America's test it's America with an S test kitchen and uh, on YouTube, America's test kitchen Gearheads, And you'll see Hannah and me talking about equipment. It's awesome.
0: And you can find the book. Is this book out cur- currently? It just came out uh, last week, and it is everywhere that books are sold. So, yeah, I hope people check it out. Yeah, thank it's a good, it's so great, great holiday gift. Yeah, of course. It's a great holiday gift if this you guys are listening to this. this is in, we're in November, right before Thanksgiving, which I think in two weeks. And so uh, I strongly recommend going and looking at this book. And thank you, Lisa, for being here. And is there anywhere else that we can follow you on? Do you have any social media that you guys do, or is it mainly just your YouTube? Oh, no. We're on Twitter. We're on, you
1: know, we're not
0: Twitter anymore,
1: really, um, but right. uh, Instagram and, and um, all kinds of social media. But yeah, and our, our TV shows are on cable and on all kinds of channels. Um, and so you can look at americanchesspiction.com and that will kind of show you where everything is. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for uh, being here and sharing this book. I'm, I'm a big fan. And um, I encourage the listeners to go out and get a copy. The holidays are coming. It's really great. I think you'd be really pleased to have this for anybody. And, um, anything that we've talked about will be in the show notes, all the links, the book where we can find Lisa and, uh, please, you know, give us your comments, rate and review. And, uh, thank you for being here and listening to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast, and we will catch you on the next one. And thank you, Lisa, for being here. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with,